Today is Monday, May the 23rd, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, I look back at the weekend that was in Gainesville as South Carolina drops two of three games of the Gators in their final SEC series of the 2022 season. Guys, I'll give my key takeaways. We'll also name the Ooh Ooh Series MVP award. I'll also talk slapdick of the weekend, who's hot, who's not, and talk what's next for South Carolina. On that note, guys, it is SEC Tournament Week, and we are breaking down the game tomorrow as South Carolina faces, yes, yet again, the Florida Gators to begin the SEC Tournament in Hoover, Alabama. Guys, I'll break down the game in its entirety. We'll talk the Gators, who they're starting, also they're hitting. We'll look at the Carolina side of things, who we're throwing on the bump, what to watch for, key player for the game, and I will lock in my prediction as well. Also, guys, news and notes to get into, including an opening line dropping for South Carolina season opener against Georgia State this fall. A very interesting number that we'll discuss. Again, guys, we have got a packed show for you here on this Monday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by TSUS.store, the best Gamecocks merchandise on the internet. Be sure to check us out for all of your favorite collections, including Beamer Ball, Shane Storm, Beamer Rattler 22, Yardcocks Baseball, Clem Sucks, and much, much more. Guys, everything you need to satisfy your Gamecocks merchandise needs, we have got it from t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, pullovers, long sleeves, koozies, flags, stickers, you name it, we got it. Again, guys, that's TSUS.store. TSUS.store, the best Gamecocks merchandise on the internet. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Monday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show. As always, we have got a lot to dive into here on this Monday show. And again, guys, I appreciate you all tuning in. And I hope the show 
does find you well, no matter where you are, what you are doing. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. If you were in the city of dreams, I hope you stayed safe. I know across the state of South Carolina, we had some craziness with the storms and the rain, and there was some flooding as well. So again, guys, I hope you guys are having a great start to your week. Hope you're doing well on this Monday, and I hope you're staying cool also. I tell you what, unfortunately, it's that time of the year where my AC does not cut off. I mean, I've literally got it on like 76, which is really warm for most people, but I've got it on 76 and the AC continues to run because you know what, when you're in Columbia and it's like 98 degrees, it doesn't have much of a choice. We can't be up here sweating in the studio, but either way, guys, again, thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. I appreciate you all tuning in as the regular season for the Yardcocks has officially come to an end, and we are on to SEC Tournament Week, guys. We're going to dive into all that much more before we do, though, a couple of quick housekeeping items. First things first, as you've probably seen on social media, I teased it for weeks. Um, it was something, this is something that I told you guys I feel like a while ago, and it is now finally a reality. Our brand new entity, our brand new platform, SEC Unfiltered hashtag SECU is officially live and will be launching today. By the time you're hearing the sound of my voice, you've probably already seen or heard the news via social media. And if you have not, be sure to go follow at SEC Unfiltered. I dropped episode one of SEC Unfiltered, the podcast this morning, to give people an idea of exactly what it is, why I am doing it, who I am, and what the goals are of SEC Unfiltered. Guys, to give you the short version, I can tell you SEC Unfiltered is going to be, as it sounds, my unfiltered raw take on SEC sports, not just the Gamecocks. The content side of things, the way that I make content with SEC Unfiltered is going to be very similar to what I do with TSUS in regards to, you know, there's going to be podcasts, there's going to be video, there's going to be graphics, there's going to be social media, of course, there's going to be merch at some point. But again, a brand new initiative I'm really excited to be pushing. And again, I just wanted to make you all aware, if you enjoy my commentary here with TSUS, it is just yours truly with SEC Unfiltered. So again, I'm adding to my plate. And as I've told you all before, it is not going to in any way take away from the Spurs Up show because obviously TSUS is still the number one priority. It's my number one focus, but this is something that has been on my heart and my mind for a while and something I really wanted to push. And, you know, I believe in taking action. You know, I always tell you guys, just start, just start, just start. If you have an idea, just start. And I need to practice what I preach. So again, I'm very excited to announce SEC Unfiltered is officially live, guys, and we are really hitting the gas pedal this week with the SEC Baseball Tournament. So be sure you go follow at SEC Unfiltered, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We're going to be on TikTok as well. Go subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. SEC Unfiltered is the name of that. And guys, if you have any questions, please let me know. But again, I'm really, really excited to watch this thing grow. I think the growth potential is huge. And again, we're going to rock with that. We're going to rock with TSUS. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Like I always say, guys, the joy is in the journey. And I cannot wait. Um, also, guys, quick reminder, we are live at 10 Roof, 6 to 8 on Wednesday per normal. Going to be a lot of fun because, of course, SEC baseball is going to be going on. As we're out there with the SEC tournament, would love to have you guys come on out. $3 drafts, $3 rumple, $3 fireball as well. Great food, great pool, great time. So, again, 10 roof, 6 to 8 on Wednesday. Also, guys, you probably saw I was with Coach Brad Lawing on Saturday chatting with him. We've got some very, very big interviews upcoming over the next couple of weeks, so be sure to stay tuned for that. And also, guys, if you're not part of the Big Cock Club, patreon.com slash Club. We are dropping every single Wednesday. I know I dropped it on Friday. 
But every single Wednesday, we are dropping the Big Cock Club newsletters to give you guys an update behind the scenes, what's going on in business, that sort of be in the know before it happens because you guys, the way I see it, are invested in the business. So you should have an idea of exactly what is going on behind the scenes with TSUS and really everything else that yours truly is doing. So again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Let's go ahead and dive into it. We're looking back at the weekend that was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Gamecocks dropping two of three to the Florida Gators, but did salvage the final game on Saturday. Lost on Thursday, 14 to five. Sa- or Friday, excuse me, eight to nothing. And then Saturday, four to one. And, you know, this series went about as I expected, obviously. Again, I picked Florida to take two out of three. And the, you know, was there anything that really surprised us? You know what I mean? I'll tell you this. I am surprised at Florida's record overall because I think that's a really good Gators team. And I think that's a dangerous Florida team entering the postseason. You know, with guys like Judd Fabian and, 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 you know, they're they're, they're a guy who they're going to throw against us, Brandon Sprode on the bump and Langford and Thompson and, and these different guys they have. They've got a lot of talent. I mean, you can tell they've got a lot of talent. Chris Armstrong, Colby Halter, uh, Ty Evans. Caglion. I mean, they, they've got a ton of dudes, a ton of studs in their lineup. Rivera at shortstop also. But guys, again, it mercifully comes to an end, right? I think that's the mentality. Unfortunately, that's the thought process of us all is that it mercifully comes to an end. Uh, Gamecocks finish 27 and 27, 13 and 17 in SEC play. And I'll tell you guys this. With how bad this team was this year, it is a miracle this group got to 13-17. and 17. I'll be totally honest. It feels like a minor miracle this team got to 13-17. and 17. You know, in the Thursday game, I mean, guys, I, I, I'll tell you this. I still, for the life of me, don't understand. You know, it was great to get a win on Saturday, right? But the mentality that you had with Will Sanders – and it worked out really well. Throw him one inning. It serves the bullpen, as we know now, and we're going to get to it just a little bit. He is starting the game tomorrow. But why not do that Thursday? Why not do that Thursday and give him the extra rest? Why not do it? I, I just cannot comprehend the strategy on the bump. Um, you know, sort of the same issues. You know, I, I thought Brett Thomas threw okay. You know, he didn't throw great. He threw okay. He gave you three innings in that first game. Um, But, you know, the floodgates open. Seventh inning, you allow two runs. Eighth inning, you allow five. The floodgates open in the bullpen. Again, that's just the same old song and dance for Carolina baseball. I mean, really nothing new, guys. This team, it is who it is. Bottom line, period, point blank. Um, Saturday, a a pathetic performance. Swinging the sticks. And I want to make this point, by the way. I want to make this point because – If you have not noticed, yesterday on Twitter was very, very, very interesting. Very interesting. Because a lot of folks were coming at yours truly. A lot of folks were coming for my neck. And you know what? I I don't take it personally. It is what it is. And I... I understand why, to a degree, I've been doing this long enough to get it. I've been through enough fire this coach and fire that coach type of deals to understand why people act the way they do. And I think there's just folks out there that 
cannot accept that it is the end of the Mark Kingston tenure. It needs to be the end. This program is in complete disarray. This program is putting it kindly a shell of what it used to be. But the Friday game, guys, because, again, if you want to use the excuse of injuries on the pitching staff, fine. Use it. Use it. Play that card. But the Friday game and the way you struggled swinging the stick, that is where I have more of an issue. You know, that for me in the long run is what concerns me. That is the part of the game I don't feel like South Carolina will ever get figured out with Mark Kingston at the helm. And it was a pathetic showing. I mean, it was a flat-out pathetic showing. An absolutely dominating performance by the Florida pitching staff. I mean, you, you did not put up any sort of fight. I'll say this, give this team credit for bouncing back on Saturday. Will Sanders, again, finding a way, gives you an inning, and then the bullpen, you piece it together. Uh, Kate Austin was really, really good. Matthew Becker pitched better. Um, you know, and John Gilreath. You love to see that in his final regular season, maybe possibly his final collegiate appearance ever. But bottom line is this. You didn't learn anything new. Um, in the SEC, where the margin of error is so small, you, you just simply do not have – the pieces to compete weekend in and weekend out, and especially on the road, and, and you finish with your pathetic road record that you have. And, and calling this series loss was, was the most easy, obvious, the most easy, obvious prediction nearly of the entire season, right? So I don't think there's much to take away, to be honest with you. I, I don't even think there's really much to say. You know, Josiah Seitler continues to swing a hot bat for you, which, which is great. Had the two bombs in the Saturday game, but – um, you know, I thought something else that really stood out. When you look at coaching, I don't know if you guys noticed, those who were actually watching the series, because I doubt there were more than like 100 people watching these games, but the way the announcers were dogging Michael Braswell for his base running, for his two-strike approach, and you know what I thought to myself? How embarrassing. Like, like how embarrassing, because the guy that was calling it out said he managed against Mark Kingston. Like, he knows baseball. How embarrassing is that? That you've got a guy in the booth that's like, well, he obviously isn't taught fundamentals here. Well, he's obviously not taught this here. Like, what does that say about the coaching? What does that say about what's going on? You're not even teaching a kid. Like, I watch this team, guys, and we are so fundamentally sloppy. Like, we had a rundown this past weekend. And we got the out, but it's like you can just watch and you can tell that it's something that's like not even practice. And heck, I've got it on good authority. After that botched rundown in Tennessee, I got a text from a former player's parent saying, Chris, they don't practice it. That's why that happened. They don't practice it ever. They don't practice bunts. They don't practice rundowns. They don't practice cutoffs. They don't practice the, the small details the fundamentals of the game they don't do it so that's just something that stands out to me as well but you know again 27 and 27 13 and 17 in league play it's not good enough and if i have to sit here guys if i have to sit here and justify to you whether whether you're a player you're a parent of a player you're a coach you're a fan i don't care who you are if I have to sit here and justify to you that that's not good enough, 
then I, I don't want you on my side anyways. I, I don't want you tuning into my show. I, I don't want you following me on my platform. I, I don't want any part of you. I don't want any part. I, I don't want anything to do with you. If you are saying, well, it's okay. We just had a bad year. Now, this team sucks. That, that's the bottom line. And that's what many folks on social media, they, they just they can't stand to hear it. But, hey, listen, I love the guys. I know they've been fighting their tails off all year. They want to win more than anybody. I totally get it. But anybody with a brain would look at this team and say, while all that is true, guess what else works hard, guys? Washing machines. I don't see them getting a trophy. Like, it is what it is. This team this year was not good. This team sucked this year. That's just bottom line. You had a bad season. Lick your wounds and come back next year. But hold the L when you have to. Take self-accountability when you have to. This team sucked. This team, our team, flat out sucked. It is what it is. Guys, let's move to the ooh, ooh Series MVP Award. Um, and I'll be honest with you, there weren't many guys to choose from, but I am going to get it to right-handed pitcher Cade Austin. Thought he threw really well in relief on Saturday. Three innings pitch, two hits, one run, zero earned, two walks, and one strikeout on the day. Again, congratulations to Cade Austin, the winner of our ooh, ooh Series MVP Award. Guys, let's move into the slap dick of the weekend. And I was really hesitant to do this, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to. And you know what? It's probably going to ruffle some feathers. It's probably going to make some people uncomfortable. And that's fine because it needs to be said. My slap dick of the weekend are parents on Twitter and parents really on social media that for whatever reason, for whatever reason, yesterday, well, really, Saturday after the game, and then yesterday. And I'm sure the rest of this week, and I'm sure the rest of this offseason. I hope not, but wouldn't surprise me. But for whatever reason, over the course of the weekend, decided it was a good idea to come into my mentions talking nonsense. And listen, hear me out. Everyone is entitled to their opinion, and I don't make it a habit of going back and forth with parents of players on Twitter, because again, you, you can understand why that's just not good practice. But when I'm doing something as simple as really just creating content for my platform, when I'm putting up a poll, hey, how many games do you think counter baseball is going to win in Hoover? Zero, one, two, three, whatever. And a parent of a player takes that as, well, you're not giving a positive message. You're not, you're not lifting the boys up. You're not this, you're not that. And then you've got another parent saying that, you know, you're hating on people for no reason. You're spewing negativity. Let me in on, let, let me let you in on a little secret. All of you, let me let you all in on a little secret. It is not my job to make you feel warm and fuzzy inside. It's not. And as I've said before, I got nothing but support and love for the guys that rock the uniform, that bust their asses, blood, sweat, and tears, that put everything they got into Carolina baseball. I got nothing but love for them. The only thing I've said all season is that Mark Kingston's a bum and this team isn't very good, both of which are true, by the way. A little PSA to the parents out there, because I know there's some of you out there that listen. To the parents of players, stay off of social media. 
stop making an ass of yourself because you're not doing, you're not accomplishing anything and you're just embarrassing your kid. That's all you're doing. That's all you're doing. You're embarrassing the shit out of your kid. It is not my job to go on social media and, and put lipstick on a pig and tell you, well, it's okay. You know, we're all still game talk. No, we fucking sucked this year. Flat out. This ain't no participation trophy podcast. We sucked. Guess what? My team sucked. I can call it as I see it. Call a spade a spade. And if you think 27 and 27 and 13 and 17 is good enough, you can kiss my fucking ass and go transfer. Like, I, I, I don't really care. I love counter baseball more than I like anybody on that current roster. I love counter baseball more than I like anybody on that staff. And there's many, 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 I want to make this clear. There's many parents right now that I'm, you know, baseball, that's the cool thing about it. It's such a tight knit community and we're all so close. It's really, really cool. I've made so many great relationships with, with, with players and former players and their parents. And, and the baseball community has always shown me a lot of love because I, I do invest a lot into baseball and I love baseball. And I feel like people can feel that in my content, but listen, it's been a terrible season for all of us. As much as you dislike seeing what I'm saying on social media, I equally, if not more dislike watching this team play and sorry, watching your son take the field. Sorry, it is what it is. They've got plenty of open spots at Wofford, Presbyterian, USC Upstate, any other small school that don't have a C Philly with a podcast. They got plenty of them that don't have media that give two shits. There's plenty of schools out there that don't care about baseball. You can go hit 180 there. You can go hit 220 in conference play, and nobody will give a damn. Go do it. Go do it. But here, we expect to win. And again, I, I don't, I, from what I've seen, you know, you're going to have your fans here and there, but I, I don't, I, I have not seen for the most part unfair criticisms and people just flinging, flinging insults at players just to do it. It's all been directed to the coaching staff. So for these parents out here, and it's not all of them, it's a small group, but these parents out here that think it's a good idea to enter my mentions. I'm sorry, if you come spewing nonsense to me, I, I, I cannot help myself at times but to call you a slapdick. And you're damn lucky I didn't call you a slapdick on social media specifically. I mean, truly. We can play those games if you want. Listen, what you may not understand, anybody listening, when you tweet at me, you are stepping into my arena. When you come at me, this is my world. Social media... That is my Colosseum. Enter if you dare. Because there is no biting the hand that feeds me. I feed myself. So do not play with me, bro. Do not fuck with me. And if you come at me with some nonsense, be prepared. Be prepared. Bottom line. I don't make it a habit to tweet at trolls. I don't make it a habit to respond to people that their, their damn opinion doesn't mean shit. But sometimes every now and then, bro, again, PSA, I love Gamecock baseball parents. I, I've had great interactions with every sport and families of those players. 
But here's a PSA, man. Do yourself a favor. If you're a parent of a player and you know without a shot of a doubt that any type of criticism is going to piss you off, here's a PSA. Stay the fuck off of Twitter. Stay off of social media because, again, you are accomplishing nothing. You're embarrassing the fuck out of your kid. You're embarrassing the shit out of them. You're making them look soft as shit. There ain't, hey, guess what? Guys on other teams don't think it looks cool either. So maybe keep that in mind the next time you want to tweet some dumb shit. That's all I'm going to say. Let's get off that, guys. Into who's hot, who's not, who's hot. Josiah Seitler guy stays hot for kind of baseball when he's swinging it. We tend to win. Uh, two home runs in the Saturday game in the four to one victory, went three for four. On the day, you know, love to see him swinging. It's just crazy, again, what he's done on basically one leg. So, uh, big ups to Josiah Seitler. Who's not? Got to go with Aiden Hunter. Got to go with Aiden Hunter. Um, I don't know what it is. For whatever reason, every time he toes the rubber lately, something bad happens. And I know he's going through those growing pains as a freshman, what have you, but uh, I don't know. Got to get something figured out because we're going to need him in the SEC tournament. Uh, and speaking of that, what's next for Carolina Baseball? Gamecocks take on Florida tomorrow in the SEC tournament. We're about to break that game down, guys. Before we do, though, I do want to tell you about our latest partner, our latest sponsor. Of course, I'm talking the best real estate agent, the best real estate team in the local Columbia area. We're talking Marissa Kennedy, realtor and founding member of the Patrick O'Connor team with Coldwell Banker. Guys, this team helped over 250 families last year. They worked with buyers and sellers in Columbia and the surrounding areas. They do premium advertising to sell your home faster with high-quality pictures and video. And last year, guys, they sold homes for, on average, 5.4% more than the competition. And right now, guys, we're in a seller's market, but Marissa's able to get buyers under contract in new homes by being available to show homes soon as the market, collaborating with listing agents to write offers that meet the needs and wants of the sellers, and keeping up clear communication throughout the entire process to ensure that you make it to the closing table without a hitch. Guys, give them a call today, 803-406-1800. That's 803-406-1800. Also go like our Facebook page, at Marissa Kennedy Realtor. That's at Marissa Kennedy Realtor on Facebook. Again, guys, if you're in the market and you're looking for the best real estate agent, best real estate team in the local Columbia area, look no further than Marissa Kennedy, realtor and founding member of the Patrick O'Connor team with Colwell Banker. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. All right, guys, let's look ahead to tomorrow's game. Gamecocks taking on the Florida Gators yet again in the SEC tournament. Kind of crazy um, that South kind of Florida in the rematch. But either way, as we all know, their head coach, Kevin O'Sullivan, uh, Florida finished the season after taking two or three from the Gamecocks. 35 and 20, 15 and 15 in conference play. And as you look at the bracket, Florida sits as the seven seed. The Gamecocks are the 10 seed. And we'll go through this real quick. Tennessee is the one seed. AM, the two seed who won the SEC West. What a finish for AM. Arkansas, the three seed. LSU, the four. Auburn, five. Georgia, six. Florida, seven. Vandy, eight. Uh, Ole Miss, nine. Carolina, 10. Alabama, 11. And Kentucky, the 12. So that's how the SEC tournament looks. We have the bracket posted on social media. Um, of course, in the bump, Kevin O'Sullivan's been confirmed that Brandon Sprout, who started Thursday, he will get the start tomorrow against the Gamecocks yet again. Uh, guys, 95 to 99 with the fastball, a wipeout breaking ball in his line from Thursday, six and a third innings pitched, four hits, two runs, two earned, three walks, and three strikeouts. Again, Sprout has some really, really, really big time stuff. I'll be interested to see, though, how he does on short rest. I'll be interested to see how he does on short rest but the guy has got electric, electric stuff. Again, 95 to 99 with the fastball. Um, in regards to hitters, guys, I, I won't really dive into this because you all you all saw it. You all know, I mean, Langford, Thompson, Fabian, you look at other guys, 
um, Rivera, Caglione, I'm probably mispronouncing his name, Ty Evans, Chris Armstrong, Colby Halter. I mean, they've got dudes. They've got studs up and down the lineup. So, again, the Florida Gators, Gamecocks, we'll see them again. South kind of going to throw Will Sanders on the bump, uh, which we kind of knew was going to be the case after he threw one inning on Saturday. Um, I think, you know, I will say this, give credit where credit's due. I think that was smart of Kingston and Parker and all them. And it's just something you had to do. I mean, you, you've got to you've got to be all hands on deck. You've got to throw your best guys. You've got to have everyone available. Um, so, again, Will Sanders, basically Saturday's game serving as a bullpen for him because I think he only threw like 27 pitches or something like that. So, practically serving as a bullpen. He'll be full rest, ready to go, and excited to see Will spin the baseball. <coughs> spin the baseball all right what to watch for guys i mentioned south carolina florida yet again the fourth straight game against these two teams and i wonder like when's the last time that happened when is the last time that two teams who closed out in a series faced off in game one of the SEC tournament. Now, of course, there's a lot of familiarity, both these teams, SEC East schools, Florida finishing 15 and 15, you're 13 and 17. You get the two o'clock game, by the way, I should have mentioned that two o'clock game, or at least that is when it's expected to start, might be a little bit after. Of course, the first game of the day between Georgia and Bama will be at 10.30 a.m. Um, and then Carolina will follow, I think probably like 30 or 45 minutes after. But it's expected to be two o'clock Eastern on SEC Network. And guys, do not forget, this is the single elimination round so you lose season over go home and of course South Carolina we know is in a position I know it's crazy to even talk about but I'm gonna mention it for the sake of doing so if you want to make the postseason you're gonna have to win six straight you're gonna have to win the SEC tournament you win tomorrow you are into at minimum the double elimination round so we'll be guaranteed two more baseball games and I can tell you all this as someone that you know what you know what, when – I understand people want this season to be over, but I, I want as much baseball as possible this week. So I, I would personally love to see it. Um, let's see, guys. What else I'm looking for? A fresh Will Sanders, as I mentioned. I don't feel like we have seen the best version of Will Sanders for quite a while. And I think some of that has to do with him pitching on Sundays, him being in game three. I'm really excited to see Will Sanders – because I think he's going to elevate his game to the situation. And I know that might sound kind of weird, but you know what? When you're put in a pressure situation, you get the best out of guys. Or, or normally the cream rises to the top, if you will. I think Will Sanders, I think we are going to see the best version of Will. I, I think it's going to be a different type of dude than what we've seen in these game threes. Of course, South Carolina, I would say, in a much better position than they were last year when you, know, you had to start C.J. Wines and Hoover, and obviously we all know how that went. But a fresh Will Sanders going to spin the baseball, really excited and looking forward to that. Guys, what else I'm looking for is just – my question is this. Where does the offense come from? Um, because I feel like, you know, Josiah Seitler is good for a couple home runs here and there. I mean, Kevin Madden's been swinging it a little better, I guess. Outside of that, guys, I, who who steps up? I, I mean, truly, who steps up? You know, there are guys that can do it. We've seen it. There's guys that can do it in the Wimmers, the Eisters, the, the Braswells, you know, Brant Belk. What's his status? Does he come back healthy? You cross your fingers and hope because, of course, his injury knocked him out after the Thursday game. Um, and that's certainly a big storyline to follow. What is the status of Brant Belk? But where does the offense come from, especially if Brant Belk is not available? I mean, that, that's what I wonder. You know, is it Lee Croy? Is it Vasquez? I mean, who? Who does it come from? 
Um, guys, something else I'm looking forward to. All hands on deck in game one. You have to play like there's no tomorrow because there isn't. You lose, season's over, bottom line. You're going home. You're going to play summer ball. It is what it is. Um, you know, I, I, I look at – I think you got to use everybody available. I, I mean, bottom line, I think you've got to use every single person you can available. I, you know, whether it's Becker, whether it's Austin, I, I would assume pretty much everybody's good to go. Maybe John Gilreath isn't because of how much he pitched over the weekend. But, man, it's, it's, when it comes to pitching, I mean, it, it's all hands on deck. You can't say, well, we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll throw Aiden Hunter here. We'll, we're just trying to eat innings. Like, no, bro, you have to win. You have to win, bottom line, all hands on deck. Get all you can. Hey, if Will Sanders can go with CG, you try to get a CG out of him, bottom line. So, again, all hands on deck for this first game in Hoover. And, guys, my final top storyline and what I'm looking forward to, and the podcast, by the way, guys, on a side note, if Carolina wins – the podcast schedule is going to be different this week because I'm going to have a show each and every single day breaking these games down, previewing the games, all that good stuff. But the reason I say that is because the final thing I'm looking forward to is just what will it take for South Carolina to make any sort of deep run in Hoover? And if just nothing else, give us one more week of exciting baseball. Well, first things first, you got to beat Florida. I mean, that's an obvious, that's a given. Um, you need Will Sanders, I think, to go to at minimum seven, right? I think he's got to go at minimum seven. If you win tomorrow, which I think is very possible. I mean, you just beat Florida. It is possible, right? You face Texas A&M, a team that you should have, you could argue, taken two out of three. You should have taken the series from. At that point, I think it's going to come down to your hitting. I, I think you're just going to have to swing it. You're going to have to hope and pray to God that you somehow get hot. Um, you're going to have to hope and pray somehow you get hot. So, uh, you know, I think it's going to have to be a combination of that. Of course, great defense, guys, timely hitting. I mean, there's a reason I don't give keys to the game for baseball because it's pretty similar for each and every single game. But you need your arms to step it up, and, and you need somebody in the lineup, I think, to just go on a tear. I mean, you got to have, whether it's a Seitler, whether it's an Eister, somebody else rising the occasion, you're going to have to have some guys play beyond their almost, almost their capabilities for the week. And, uh, you know, we'll see if it can happen. We'll see if we can at minimum get three games in Hoover this week. But, uh, you know, some pieces are going to have to come together to make any type of a run. Guys, my key player for today's game, let's go to that. And I mentioned him already, but it's Will Sanders. It's got to be. Uh, you're going up against Sproat, who's a big-time arm. Again, I mentioned 95-99. They're going to try to get all the can out of him. Florida's still got elite pitching, guys. I mean, I, I know they're 15-15, and 15, but the Gators have arms. Um, Will Sanders has got to match them. I, bottom line, you look at last year when you lost to Alabama and what went wrong. You know, C.J. Wines, the, the way the tone was set or was not, if you will, I, that's the biggest deal to me, man. It, it, it's Will Sanders. It starts with him. He's wh – whether – I don't give a damn what Mark Kingston thinks. I don't care what his strategy has been. Will Sanders is your stud. Will Sanders is your game one guy. Will Sanders is the dude you lean on, and I think in this game tomorrow, you're going to go as far as he takes you. So, again, Will Sanders for me, he is the key player in this ball game if South Carolina is going to have any chance – to beat Florida. Guys, with that being said, let's move into my prediction. Gamecocks take on Florida. How will they fare? Will South Carolina be playing baseball into later in the week? Here we are yet again. Hoover, Alabama. And for whatever reason, this has been a house of horrors for South Carolina. I mean, it really, truly has. And I don't necessarily know why. You know, I, I really, really, really don't. Even the best teams in South Carolina baseball history have struggled and struggled mightily to win in Hoover. When you factor in this ball club and you look at Florida and you just beat them, does that provide any sort of momentum for you? 
maybe, maybe it does. Maybe it does. But guys, when you factor in this ball club, when you factor in the struggles, when you factor in the fact that Florida just took two out of three from you, when you factor in the fact that Florida's got their guy, their ace on the bump, and then on top of it all, you factor in that the Gamecocks, for whatever reason, just can't figure out Hoover. This program, even when Carolina's been good, we can't figure out Hoover. I don't know what it is. I don't know why it is, but I am not someone to argue with the baseball gods that clearly say to me, Chris, South kind of baseball and Hoover, they are like oil and water. They don't mix. I think it will be another close competitive game. I think it'll be a much better game um, against Sprout than it was on that Thursday game. I think with Will Sanders in the bump, he's going to give you a great chance. But unfortunately, guys, at some point, I don't think Sanders is going to throw a CG. I think Florida, that will be their number one focus. Their number one attack is just get him out of the game. Because once you do that, we've got to turn to the bullpen. And we all know what that means. With that being said, lock me in, guys. I've got the Gators beating South Carolina, effectively ending count of season, and effectively ending Carolina season with an under 500 Record. That's a little bit of a side note, by the way, guys. Do you realize Carolina has to win, has to win at minimum three games in the SEC tournament to not finish the season with a losing record? Because you've come into this thing 500. So you've got to go three and two or better to finish the season with at minimum a 500 record. That's where you are right now. With that being said, though, guys, again, lock me in. I've got Gators six. Carolina, too, I do think Florida will pull away late. I think they'll knock around the Gamecocks bullpen, unfortunately, and I just don't think it will be enough. And, again, Hoover's just been a house of horrors, and I don't know why, but that's just simply put been the story with this kind of ball club over the years. So, again, guys, lock me in. Gators, two, Gamecocks – or, excuse me, Gators, six, Gamecocks, two, Florida, six, Gamecocks, two. Guys, we'd love to hear your thoughts, your prediction, what you're looking for. If you got any thoughts in the weekend series, but certainly whatever you're thinking on the SEC tournament, this Florida game tomorrow, would love to hear from you. And, again, guys, lock me in, Florida, six, Carolina two in tomorrow's game, game one of the SEC tournament for both teams. Guys, before we get out of here really quickly, news and notes. One quick note, in case you missed it, betonline.ag dropped their week one spreads. They have the Gamecocks just an 11-point favorite against Georgia State week one. And if you saw the piece of content I made a couple weeks ago and I talked about you know the, the week one lines, I really thought it was going to be at like 20. 19 and a half, 20, 20 and a half. You know, I thought about three touchdowns felt right. Vegas is obviously expecting Georgia State to give South Carolina hell in week one. So take it for what it's worth. I mean, it's just Vegas and it's really, really early to be making any sort of lines. But I tell you what, that feels really low. I mean, that, and I wouldn't blame you. Hey, if you want to lay the hammer on the Gamecocks, I wouldn't blame you at all because 11, 11? I know Georgia State's a good ball club. I know they're a good team. I know that it's, it's the season opener for Carolina, but I, I tell you what, I, I'd be 11 feels – I don't know. 11 just doesn't feel right. I, I don't know. That's just me. Either way, we'd love to hear your thoughts on that as well, guys. Again, appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, that's going to do it all for me. Like I said, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the SEC tournament game tomorrow, what happened over the weekend, the spread, the opening spread to the game against Georgia State, anything else, everything in between. Guys, podcast, Daily Crow, rocking, 
all week long and also go follow us on our new platform sec unfiltered that's s at sec unfiltered on social media twitter facebook instagram youtube tiktok we're also going to be dropping the podcast it dropped today so go like go subscribe go leave us five stars itunes spotify stitcher google podcast everywhere that you find your podcast guys appreciate you all tuning in i'm chris phillips of the spurs up show uh you guys have a fantastic rest of your monday and we will talk to y'all on wednesday everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35 magnesium will help you rediscover balance energy and vitality magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body including those involved in hormonal balance from functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.